Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's a very important topic. We're talking all things injury prevention, what to do when you're feeling a niggle coming on, how resistance bands and physio work can help, and just how to be a healthy, smarter, and better runner. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. All right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode because I feel like it's going to be one that is super important to talk about and one that everyone will resonate with. It's one that I was not, if I'm honest, I wasn't even planning on recording it until I realized that this Friday will mark officially one year since I got injured last year. So if you guys are new to the podcast, just started listening or just started following me on social media, a year ago on December 1st, 2022, I rolled my ankle and I'm going to get into this in the episode, but essentially it was a very long road to recovery and it was definitely a mentally challenging one. And you'll know that from my last episode and we chatted with Vicky, injuries are tough. And so I really wanted to create this episode a year later, sort of what I've learned as well as sort of like when I do feel niggles because I think as runners we need to be honest like our body is not always going to respond super well to high mileage or hard sessions so I'm going to cover all of this but of course let's first start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so my I've got a couple of highs. I've just had such a cool past week. And if you follow me on social media, you'll know about all of these already. If you don't already, definitely do. I'm just at resiliency and running on socials. But a number of things have been happening. And I want to start off by saying that I will do an episode recapping my trip back to Adidas HQ. And I want to do that specifically with a guest. So I'm kind of waiting to plan that out because I think it'd be a lot more fun to do it that way and so definitely stay tuned but I will be releasing a YouTube vlog of just like my personal experience and it was crazy it was unreal and I just like always walk away from like events and trips like that which like I don't get invited to stuff that often that are like that you know extreme of like getting flown out to a different country and like having an incredible trip and just like having you know there's so much that happens that I'm really excited to share and something that'll be coming out in the new year that I can't speak about yet but I'm really really excited and we'll be bringing on a few guests that I met from the event so definitely stay tuned. The most recent news is that we got our London good for age which I literally just found out last night on the when I'm recording this and I know that I think like in hindsight I posted this video being like you know sharing my reaction that Gabriel films of me and like I think in the moment I was like oh yeah people aren't gonna realize that like I actually use my Manchester time or I had to use my Manchester time because the cutoff for GFA was September 30th so I could not use my Chicago time so I ever since I applied to London Marathon GFA I've been like mentally preparing myself not to get it and you guys know I love if you know me like I love London Marathon I think that that is the best marathon 
god it's so well organized and like I don't know why but like I'm just such a fan and I love it so much and so like obviously I was crossing all my fingers and toes and I was so excited and yesterday they literally took so long I think I got the email finally somewhere close to like 5 p.m and I genuinely could not believe it and I know that the cutoffs this year for were very different in terms of like men's cutoffs were five minutes versus women's was two minutes and so I literally like made it by 30 seconds like just under so I am just really excited and I was like fully planning and you know preparing myself obviously not to get it but I was also like okay if I if I don't get it like I'm just gonna find a different spring marathon because regardless like I have just learned over the past few years that I've been distance running that I just personally really enjoy having a spring and fall marathon so I yeah just it feels really good to sort of like know what I'm doing next year obviously we'll be signing up for shorter distance races to help with like obviously just like checking in seeing where I'm at with different paces and to have different sort of tune-up races as well which obviously those are really important to help in the build-up to a big race like a marathon so there's going to be a lot more that we'll be obviously sharing soon but it just feels really good to know that I am doing London and Chicago marathon next year and I just can't believe that I've time qualified for both and there's going to be obviously a lot of marathon content coming and I've already posted a question box to sort of ask what sort of episodes videos topics you want to see from me and there's lots of good stuff so I'm really excited and it just yeah I'm just really really proud of myself I feel like this year has been pretty crazy in terms of just like progress and you guys know that I only just signed up to Purdue Performance at the beginning of the year and when I had first when I had first signed up I was actually injured for like the first month or two so it wasn't really like I didn't really properly start coaching until after Cambridge half really but I yeah, I'm just feeling very grateful and it was definitely a huge high to see that yesterday. So I'm very excited and for those that are running London or Chicago next year, I will see you there and obviously there will be an RIR shakeout. Just wait. I will definitely be sending out details as we get closer to those events. My low for the week, I feel like is... No, wait, I want to add one more high. I've got three highs this week. So my third high is that I it'll sort of feed into this episode but I just feel like I'm in a really good place in running and I will sort of like share a little bit here and I'll share a little bit more in the episode but essentially I took a sort of a almost like I would call a break from running last week and even though I was still running the mileage was way lower than normal and I wasn't sort of pushing myself the way that my coach typically has me do because I was feeling a niggle and it just feels really positive going in like back to training this week and seeing the absolute lack of pain and just like feeling like pain-free and being able to run confidently and trusting my body. It's just a really good feeling and I think anyone that's been injured would know that it's a really, really tough thing when you do feel something come on and I want to talk about that in this episode obviously but essentially I just want to, I'll say I'll keep it short here that essentially I am just feeling really good I did a track session this morning it was very positive paces were great and I hit all of them so all good things all around now my low for the week is that I am just sort of I think struggling with this time of year mentally and I feel like this sort of like it feeds into a couple of different areas in life for me personally and I 
talk a lot about mental health on here and I feel like recently I've been trying to make more of an effort to focus on my mental health because if I'm honest it's not been great as is for many people this time of year those of us that deal with seasonal depression but I I kind of see this sort of in like my work for example with my full-time job I feel like motivation starts to become pretty tough when like the weather is not great outside or I just have really low mood and this also sort of like feeds into like personal lives like family and stuff and obviously like living abroad and living far away can be tough at times especially during the holidays and this year I will not be going home for the holidays so it's all pretty weird and I think I have just been trying to make more of a mental effort effort to check in with myself and also I started reading this book that I shared on my personal Instagram and the book is called Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? I'll link it in the show notes of the episode. It's by Dr. Julie Smith and it just talks a lot about like each chapter sort of alludes to different moods that you might find yourself in and it's it's just been a book that's like really been speaking to me, but I think it's also just really helping me navigate a lot of those low mood days or like days where I just feel particularly sensitive and like the smallest thing might set me off. And so whilst I want to share this as my low, I also want to share this to say if you are also feeling particularly low this time of year, just know that you're not alone and that it's okay to not feel okay. And I know that like it's such a cliche thing that gets said all the time. But I think when push comes to shove, it is so important to put yourself first to prioritize your mental health, prioritize your personal well-being, and that looks different for everyone. So like, I just think that it's important this winter to make sure that you are doing things that will sort of help you feel better. So for example, after this, I'm going to go out for a walk and then pick up my too good to go bag from my favorite bakery. So I'm very excited. But before I blabber on too much, let's just jump into the episode and I just want to say that I do hope that everyone is doing well this time of year. All right, so let's just jump headfirst into this episode. There is a lot that I want to cover, and I want to start and sort of just give a background for those that are new to the channel or are new to the podcast or just new in general to like, you know, you don't know my background, you don't know why I'm talking about injury and why I feel so strongly about this topic. Essentially, a year ago on the day that this podcast is released, I found myself in what I didn't know at the time was going to be a pretty bad injury that would take me out of running for three months, I think it was in total. And at the time, I essentially had gone out for a run. I had just come back from visiting my family for Thanksgiving, so I was dealing with a lot of jet lag and was sort of still pushing myself to towards a half marathon race at the end of the year. And I was not coached at the time. I was following a free training plan online, so it wasn't necessarily personalized for me. But the particular workout that I went out for on December 1st, 2022 was a hill workout. And so 
I wore sort of like speedier shoes for the hill part of it just to make sure that I could sort of hit different paces or whatever the workout wanted me to do. And then during the cool down portion is where I rolled my ankle and I was switching from the gravel. It was like a dirt sort of grass patch to sidewalk or from sidewalk to grass. And obviously with some faster shoes, I'm not going to say which shoes in particular, but um, obviously with faster shoes, sometimes it doesn't it doesn't have the best stability and so I ended up rolling my ankle now at the time this wasn't it didn't like completely shock me in the moment because I'm someone who has rolled my ankle countless times being someone that grew up playing sports 10 years of soccer or as you call it here in the UK football and so at the time I kind of just thought like okay like I'll just shake it off but like I remember the pain that I felt was pretty intense and it almost felt like a shock wave through my body and I felt really dizzy and sort of like had to take a moment just to like check in with myself and just like see like am I okay I remember I was like at a park as well so I just kind of was like you know on the side of the road like trying trying to make sure that I'm okay and in the past I have rolled my ankle on runs and I've been able to shake it off and just keep going I know that it's not the healthiest way to go about it but I essentially thought that I could do the same and so I basically tried to run again and I just couldn't and the pain was pretty bad and so I just thought okay I should I better stop I should just stop this run altogether go home ice it and sort of just like you know maybe take a few days off and it'll be okay went home iced it took a few days off just like went to the gym instead and then I tried running again and the pain was still there And this sort of was a pattern that I followed for like the entire month of December for like the first half of December where I just kept like trying to like take a few days off, then try running again. And I I just kept coming back to running too quickly. And then I finally went and saw a physio like mid-December and essentially got told that I should just stop running altogether for the rest of the year. So just like the latter half of December and, you know, come back to it in the new year and just see where we're at. So I had signed up to coaching and I let my new coach know that I had this sort of injury, but I didn't sort of highlight how serious it was because I didn't even know at the time how serious it was. And so I kind of just said like, this is what I've been doing. I've been, you know, trying to, for it to get better. I'm putting like Chinese herbal medicine on it to try and help it and icing it and whatnot. But essentially I told her about how I would like take a few days off, try running, it would hurt. Take a few days off, try running, it would hurt. And she just told me, you know what, just like take the rest of December off at like this time of year as well. It's the holiday season. So just like enjoy the holidays, have a nice time, and then we'll come back in the new year and we'll kind of go from there. And so I'm not gonna lie, it was It was a really, really tough time just not being able to run for essentially the rest of the year. And especially I think during the holiday season, it can be particularly hard. And that's something that I kind of wanted to highlight in sort of, I think this kind of ties in with what I was talking about in my low for the week. Just like, you know, a number of things that feed into low mood and sort of outside of like the weather and, you know, the sun setting a lot sooner than than usual. Obviously, events like Thanksgiving and Christmas make it particularly hard for those of us who have pests where we have struggled with food and our relationship with food. And so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was pretty mentally 
not in a great place and I was really struggling with the fact that I just was like not running and I was trying to you know sort of like replace it with the gym and cycling but it just I think it went from like you know wanting to just like still have a routine to just kind of realizing that actually like this like nothing will give me the same feeling that running does and I just miss that feeling so much and I think that unless you're a runner who has been through injury I think it's really hard to understand and so I think I kind of ebbed and flowed out of like sort of the food thing and you know, not feeling particularly great about eating lots of holiday festive foods and just like not doing very much exercise. And I know that like, you know, I, I'm not trying to preach that like you need to do exercise to be able to have fun foods during the holidays. You know that here at Resiliency and Running, we have really focused on our nutrition this year and just like focused on facing fewer foods and just, you know, focusing on nourishing our body with foods, especially carbohydrates this year, because it makes a massive impact in not only your running, but your recovery time and just lots of different areas. But this is just kind of telling the story of this is where I was at last year. I was just not in a good place and I was like just desperately trying to get through each day, trying to get to January 1st of 2023 because I just couldn't bear to not run and it was just really mentally hard. But finally, January 1st rolled around and I did go for a run and it felt okay. It didn't feel great and I but I think for the most part I was sort of trying to convince myself that you know maybe the pain was normal and it would go away over time and the thing was that it would sort of be there with me at the beginning of the run but it would go away throughout the run and I told my coach and we kind of just said that we would monitor it and if it got any more serious then we would stop so I started sort of going for more regular runs again and then you know it wasn't anything involving speed work it was literally just just trying to increase my mileage and just get some mileage back into my legs after weeks of not doing anything. And then there was a run where I felt a very sharp pain behind my ankle. And that's when I knew that this was a lot more serious than I thought it was. So I ended up stopping the run, obviously, in the moment and sort of just like going back to my coach and saying, like letting her know what happened, essentially. She recommended that I go and see a physio. And luckily, I knew of a physio because I went to school with him for our master's degree. And so I messaged him and he got me in as soon as I was back in London. And so I went in to see him. Within the first appointment, he diagnosed me with a strained perineal tendon and essentially let me know that this was going to be a little bit longer of a recovery process. So again, we were back to square one of no running and very sort of minimal just physio work. That was really hard to hear. Again, I'm not going to lie, but I think I was just happy more than anything to get that diagnosis. I think between the time that I went for that run and had the sharp pain and getting the diagnosis, that was sort of a hard time just not knowing what was wrong and sort of like feeling that end of the world like doom feeling that I'm sure other runners who have also been injured feel. It's such a like first world problem sort of thing, but I feel like when you run as much as us runners do and you rely on it not only for that physical, your physical health, but also your mental health and just like that 
that physical release and giving yourself that me time each day. Like I think looking back on it now, I think one of the hardest parts about not being able to run is just not having that like you time and having that time set aside for you. And I think whilst I tried to replace it with different things like cycling or going to the gym, I think I just found that I nothing did it for me like running. And so I think, but like once I got this diagnosis, I was like, okay, at least I know and sort of this is the estimated time that it's going to take to recover. But you know, the physio said that maybe just maybe I still might make the start line for my first race of the year being Cambridge half marathon. At that time, I had no idea if I would be on the start line for Manchester marathon. I had no idea if I'd be able to do it. And I think I was already sort of in panic mode because I was like, I'm technically supposed to be training for Manchester right now. Like we are in like within the 16 week period and I'm just like, still injured and luckily my coach was like just working with me and sort of just wasn't like pushing me or obviously or anything and just if anything like offering support and um if anything she was giving me she was helping sort of create like bike workouts that I could do similar to some of the tempo workouts that I would do and say like a tempo run but we just switched it and put it on a bike and honestly like if you guys have never done that like take one of your tempo workouts apply it to like a bike machine at the gym I have never dripped in sweat as much as I did after one of those workouts, but I really just dedicated myself and really just focused on recovering. I was so hot on all of my physio stuff. Like I was in the gym, I was doing all of my band work. I at one point had a little like cushion that I had to balance on. I was doing that and I made it my entire personality. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. And I feel like I just got so tired of saying strain perineal tendon, but it was just like, it was my whole life. And there were a lot of other personal things going on in the background, but I I think I was just really focused on the hope that, you know, this recovery process was giving me. And for me, I think regardless of everything else that I was going through, I was just really fixated and focused on like, if I can get back to running, I will feel just a little bit more myself than I do right now because at that time, I just felt like I was losing at life a bit and just kind of didn't Like, I feel like I had lost a lot of things and I was just feeling really confused and just felt like I went from like having all of these things in my life to nothing at all. Anyways, I was just really diligent with my physio work. I kept putting in the work. I took up like swimming and cycling a lot more than I previously did. I really, really enjoyed leaning back into swimming and it's something that I have been pushing myself this year to just do more of even not being injured. But I feel like, especially in the wintertime, it's definitely tough to motivate yourself to go and swim, especially when it's this cold out in London already. But yeah, essentially before I knew it, I got the all clear to come back to running. And, you know, I started with walk run and eventually built myself up and finally I got like the all clear to finally just like be able to run like normally again and that felt so surreal but I still remember the day that I got that all clear from the physio and it felt so good and even like going on some of those first walk runs just felt like I just felt so grateful and I felt so just like I felt like I was kind of finding myself again and I was like kind of coming back to who I am as a runner and it just felt really good to have that. That was like I think February of this year 
And then when I got the all clear to just like go back to running 100%, it was about five days out from Cambridge Half Marathon. And my coach kind of just said like, you know, just, you know, do a couple of runs between now and then, but definitely take a few days to taper and then just go and see how it goes. Have fun, be careful, you know, that sort of thing. And luckily I was doing it with a friend and I was staying with her in near Cambridge and we just ended up having a really good time. But I think that there's something to be said about like even when you do get the all clear from your physio just like the process of retrusting your body and yourself with running again because you know if especially if it's like an injury somewhere along your feet or your legs and like you know obviously like running is the motion of your feet and your legs like hitting the ground and just like that forward motion I think that there's something that to be said that I feel like I didn't really touch on too much when I was making injury episodes. Like that took a lot of time to kind of like retrust myself to like be okay with like just allowing myself to run again because I hadn't for so long. But at the same time, I, I was almost like it It kind of felt like the recovery went by quite quickly. And my physio did tell me that I recovered you know, ahead of schedule. But I feel like it just took me some time to kind of like trust myself again to be like, no, you got the all clear. You've been doing your physio work. You're still doing your physio work. You can run. But I think that part of me, it just took some time to sort of trust myself again to be able to like give my 100% and like be able to really like apply myself to these runs. And then like, you know, following that, you know, the rest of the story, if you don't go and listen to my like past episodes. I've done a lot just around what it took to train in six weeks time to Manchester Marathon, running a 28 minute PB and like every race that's followed. It's just been incredible, but that is not the purpose of today's episode. I've been blabbering on for almost 30 minutes, but today's episode, I want to talk about essentially what it means to like take the learnings that you have from your past injuries and continuously apply them in your everyday as a runner and just like the change in I guess like how I approach running now versus how I did last year I think is just so different and I'm particularly proud of myself for what happened this past week and I'm really appreciative of my coach and she is so supportive and just like really make sure that I am also just like staying on top of things and just like not pushing myself too far but essentially I started to feel a bit of a knee niggle a few weeks ago and I did let my coach know but it was a bit weird because typically for me when I get injured it is in like my feet so it's like my ankles or my feet. I've never really had knee problems as a runner knock on wood and I if you follow me on socials you would have seen that before Chicago Marathon I took a bit of a fall when I was visiting home in Washington and it was sort of like a day where it was raining pretty horribly and there were a lot of puddles and I just misstepped and essentially slipped in a massive puddle, fell on my entire left side and I was just completely soaked but my knee was also bleeding and I had a bandage on it for a particularly long time and it just felt like it was like it felt like the healing process was taking a lot longer than usual even though I was putting antibiotics on it every day, changing band-aids, the regular stuff. But I yeah, I think it just like it felt like it took a long time and I wore a band-aid still during Chicago Marathon because it wasn't completely healed and that didn't totally alter my running at all but even in the weeks to follow post Chicago it still felt like my knee my knee was healing sort of just like on the outside it was a lot of irritation and just a lot of itchiness and so 
for a while, I just wasn't sure what was going on. I called my GP to see if there was like different antibiotics that I should be on. And I never ended up switching antibiotics because I eventually it kind of just healed itself like finally weeks later. But then I started to feel this niggle in my knee and I was a little bit concerned. I did text my coach and my physio. And so they were both well aware and my coach just wanted me to monitor it for the most part, but also just kind of be careful with it and just like let my physio know, obviously. And my physio was very happy to see me, but I think he spoke about how it could very much be buildup of scar tissue in the knee after like my slip and fall. And so we were talking about, you know, having me come in just to have it assessed, but it shouldn't be anything serious. But also at the same time, I have been working on something completely different with my physio in terms of like just doing more foam rolling and massage gunning of different areas of my left leg because my legs are actually like not the same length, if that makes sense. And I've known since I was younger that I have pretty bad scoliosis, so I kind of always attributed my bad posture to that. But I found out like a few months ago, like I think four or five months ago, that actually my legs are not the same length. And so obviously that has a lot of impact on the leg that sort of like, you know, probably... I can't remember if it's the leg that's longer or shorter, but essentially my physio told me to do a load of physio things at home. And let's just say that I was not particularly great following that. And so he was kind of saying it could either be scar tissue from the fall or it could be, you know, obviously just like what we've been working on the past few months, just sort of like obviously building up in the knee area. Essentially, we... I got to a point where like I was about to go on this trip to Germany back to Adidas HQ and I was just like checking in with my coach and this was two weekends ago where I basically said like, you know, I went for this long run and we just like made sure to dial it back a bit and just said like, you know, just go out, see how you feel. And whilst there was, I did feel a little bit of pain in the beginning, it felt pretty good regardless throughout. All, it felt pretty good throughout otherwise. And I wasn't expecting that. So it was a very good shock to have. But at the same time, I kind of said, you know, there's still this lingering pain. And there was a run in particular that made me feel quite worried where the pain felt a lot sharper and really lingered a lot longer than normal. And so we decided just to sort of like cut back a lot during this last week while I was in Germany. And she kind of just said like, you know, you're traveling anyways. So it just kind of makes sense not to push yourself to run too much. And even though there wasn't like that much of a time difference, it was just nice to sort of relax in knowing that like that I could rest more, that I could you know, not be too focused or fixated on like having to run a certain amount each day. And I think for me, I'm still sort of working on that as well when it comes to like trips and vacations, because I think that that was something that I really felt like way too obsessed with during my trip to Greece with Gabriel. And it was like really warm, like 30 degrees Celsius, 90 degrees Fahrenheit, something crazy like that. And I was just like really frustrated at myself for not getting my run in on like the particular day. And that's definitely something that I want to challenge myself to work on in the new year because like life is not all about running. Like we are not elite runners, my coaches, but I am not. I am just an amateur runner who loves to run marathons. And but I'm not gonna lie, like that it really helped. And I'm so glad that we sort of like decided to take that step back and just like really cut down the mileage because 
in the grand scheme of things, like I don't, I didn't technically at the time, like have a race lined up. And I still technically don't like London's way far off. And I don't have anything that's like, you know, in the next month. And so it just made sense to be able to like dial it back. And it's something that like Gabriel was also talking about recently in one of his videos in relation to like the fact that he's also injury prone. And so like, we both kind of like share in that. Um, And that's also fun fact, sort of how we met and sort of started running together was like, we were both coming out of injury at the time. But that's a story for another time. But essentially, he was talking about how there's a reason why he has dips in his training weeks because he's also dialing back his training because he feels a particular niggle or pain or something. And so this being my first time having done that and like making that decision with my coach, I'd say more so my coach made the decision, not not very much me. I think it's just really positive to now come back to training regularly this week and see like just like the positive effects of just like taking that week off essentially even though I was still technically running and I still did a few runs to me in my head I was taking sort of like a relaxed week off of like training training and I wasn't like going to the track I wasn't doing speed work I wasn't like pushing myself the way that I did this morning for example but it made it all worth it to be able to show up to the track this morning and hit paces like I never thought possible you know and like I never thought that I would be working towards like sub seven minute paces for my 5k 10k times but here we are and like all that to say like none of that is possible without listening to your body and I feel like I've always sort of preached and said like listen to your body in the sense of like when you need rest and like when you're hungry when you're full like I think I've sort of grown up more on learning like how that relates how that sort of phrasing relates to your relationship with food and like intuitive eating and that sort of thing but I think now I've really realized that it's so important to like tune in to like when your body is hurting and like telling yourself like it's okay to dial back on training like even if you are at like a specific like point in your training and you're training for something specific I think it's still worthwhile checking in with your coach if you do have one just to say like you know this is what I'm feeling I'm feeling this niggle I'm feeling this pain and I'm a little bit worried about it because for me like coming out of my injury earlier this year and after going through that experience like I personally like again knock on wood like I never want to be injured again to that point where I'm just like completely out of running for months and months and I know that injuries are not always that easy to sort of like I don't know like see or like kind of almost like predict but I think that there's definitely something to be said now coming out of this week or this past week that it's so important to listen to your body and make that executive decision to cut back in your training when you do feel those pains because it's so worth it to be feeling 100% pain-free and be able to run and trust yourself in that way rather than like going out and being like "Ooh, really don't I really hope that like I'm not feeling the pain today or like you know there's you know today I didn't feel as much pain as the other day and like it shouldn't be that way unless you have something like ongoing that your physio and your coach are like well aware of that they are monitoring if it's something that like has just come up for you and you're not really like paying attention to it I think it's something that you should pay attention to and you shouldn't ignore it like you should like your body is like physically trying to tell you something and so I think it's so important to tune into that and because I think that like in the grand scheme of things like it's gonna just make you it's gonna help you be better off as a runner and be able to still allow you to run in the future and like 
you know, do races in the future and reach for goals that you've always dreamed of. And I think it's just like, it's so important for your overall health and longevity as a runner to like input those sort of like instincts now and just like practice acting on those instincts so that you can just be a smarter runner and you know that in conjunction with doing activations stretching physio work plyometrics there's so much that i've been learning in this past year about ways to just make sure that you are staying on top of things even when you're not injured even when you're not feeling a thing you can still be going to the gym and you can bring a set of bands with you you can be doing a load of different activation exercises philly bowden just came out with a youtube video that i will link in the show notes that is such a good video because it's got so many great exercises but I think obviously also it's important to say that you might have to do specific exercises in relation to an ongoing injury that you may deal with or something that like the physio has specifically assigned you this is just your sign to keep staying on top of those because the minute that you like take your foot off the pedal is I think just like when things start to go downhill and it's just kind of a recipe for disaster because I think that as runners it's really easy to get quite cocky and just say and I'm saying this because I'm so guilty of it like I got to a point where I was peak marathon performance and I was just like not doing Doing any of my physio work and I was just like but I'm fine and I'm strong and I'm healthy but like all that to be said like that is such a privilege and that is set like me this or earlier this year in January February I would have given anything to be able to run and like eventually I did come back to running and I was very lucky that I did in the time that I did but like there are people who go through injuries and they are out for six months a year you know longer and it's so tough and I can't imagine how hard that is so like if that's you listening like I am so sorry and I feel for you but I think that like I'm also making this episode as like a reminder to myself like do your physio work do your activations before a run like these are the things that help warm your body up that help prepare it to do the intense workouts that you do to go for those longer runs and obviously there are a number of other things like making sure that you are fitted to the right shoe doing a gait and analysis to have that done and making sure that you are recycling your shoes and just like wearing the right gear to support you well I think is also really important but that's always going to be specific to you and your feet for example as a runner if you are talking about shoes as much as people dm me and comment and ask like what shoes I recommend I can only tell you what shoes I'm wearing but I'm never going to say that I recommend you wear the same shoes that I do because we have different feet we have different histories as athletes so you need to go and make sure that you do a gait analysis so that someone professionally can look at you and monitor how you run, how your foot lands to make sure that you are fitted with the right shoe to support you for those longer distances. Lastly, I just want to talk about the importance of like biomechanics and something that obviously like I've said I've been learning a lot this year and something that I did get done recently even though it was gifted it was very very interesting it was a biomechanical assessment it was something that essentially tests like your strength your tissue capacity and your isometric 
strength or just you know all these words that like I don't even necessarily know the definition of but there are a lot of things that you can be doing sort of like prehab just to make sure that you are not at risk of injury and just things to kind of test out different like areas of your body and the strength of your body in different areas and just something that I kind of wanted to shout out because that was something that was really interesting to me and the takeaway from that was just that I needed to do a lot more strength training which is something that I've also definitely been trying to prioritize. I have been trying to stick to my goal of going to the gym twice a week. It's proving to be a lot more difficult than I had previously hoped because obviously it's getting darker earlier but definitely still trying to do so but I think that there is a lot to be said and I've I've said before in previous episodes strength training goes hand in hand with running because it is literally helping you strengthen every part of your body you can be doing so many different workouts at the gym that you previously might have thought is just specifically tailored for the gym and people who want to work on like aesthetics of their body but I've learned so much about how things like squats and lunges do so much for you especially single leg strength exercises are so good and whether or not you want to do that on a weight machine with dumbbells with a squat rack like with a squat barbell like there are so many different ways you can go about it and lots of very informative videos online so I will sort of leave that up to you and sort of there but I want to just say that like I think I'd spoken previously before in 2022 about how the difference in how I felt between Paris Marathon and Berlin Marathon was just like completely different because Paris Marathon I did not incorporate any strength training in but Berlin Marathon was the first time that I did and I just felt like overall like in those moments especially during a marathon where like your back's starting to ache like your shoulders are aching your legs are aching that is where the strength training comes in and helps you and also obviously helps you with injury prevention and just strengthening your legs and your body so that you are not as at risk of injury. That is sort of what I wanted to talk about for the episode today. I know that it was a lot of talking and obviously talking specifically around injury, but it's just a topic that I feel particularly passionate about being someone who went through a pretty serious injury and made her her whole personality for a few months. But all this to say that, you know, I hope that you do take home some of these tips and do just like practice listening to your body more because as runners, I think we just all want to, we all have one common goal of being able to continue bettering ourselves and our running and just like, you know, reaching for those bigger goals and our next races and whatnot and none of that is possible without making sure that you are tuning into different areas of your body making sure that you are listening to your body and just doing all of the prehab mobility and physio work to make sure that you are doing as much injury prevention as possible obviously you can also tap into areas like nutrition just talking about how making sure that you are well nourished is super important to make sure that you have strong bones and a strong body and obviously refueling yourself as well after very big sessions is so important I personally don't really have like a professional background in that and I feel like I would need to do a little bit more research before I come on and talk about that but I do just want to say that I feel like ever since focusing more on nourishing my body and focusing on like things that used to make me scared like carbohydrates I think that I've seen such an improvement not only in my running and just being able to run faster for longer but also just the lack of injuries that I've had this year I think is 100% attributed to just 
allowing myself to fuel myself properly for the first time in my running career. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and took away something that will help you in your running journey. And I hope that you are just keeping well and doing well. Just a few things for the podcast. I hope that you are enjoying the podcast. And if you ever have any suggestions for the podcast, please do feel free to just like message me on social media, send me an email. I have everything linked in the show notes of the episode. I'm always taking recommendations from you guys and I want to create content and episodes that you want to see and hear. So definitely do let me know if there's something that you would like to see in the future. Also, if you are listening on any different listening platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate if you would leave a review and a rating for the podcast. Make sure that you are following or subscribed to make sure that you get notified when new episodes release. But we do release new episodes on Fridays at 6 a.m. GMT. But that is everything for the episode, really. And keep your eye out if you are interested in sort of seeing different kinds of content from me. I have an Instagram and a TikTok, which is just at Resiliency and Running. And then I've recently started YouTube, but there should be a new YouTube video out with this episode on Friday, the 1st of December. It's going to be a YouTube video recapping my experience at Adidas HQ, being back again, and just everything that was incredible that came along with it. Like I said, I will be doing more episodes in the future with some of the incredible people that I met from that trip. So definitely stay tuned. And I really appreciate you all and really appreciate you listening to this podcast. We are nearing the end of the year, which means that Spotify Wrapped is going to be coming out. I know that Apple Podcasts does something similar as well. But if this podcast makes it into your top listened podcast at all, please do tag me, share it with me, send it to me. I love seeing it. And it's like, I remember seeing it last year and getting tagged in so many of your stories. And just, it's so crazy to me that so many people tune into this podcast. And I'm always so grateful because for me, Resiliency and Running started with this podcast podcast and sort of then branched out into so many different forms of social media, but it all started with this podcast. So I am always really grateful for the people that have been listening, like especially since the beginning when like I didn't know what I was doing and was still sort of learning a lot about the distance running life and just kind of taking you along my running journey really, but I am just really appreciative and really grateful and I hope to see you in the next episode. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. If you ever have any questions or just want to send me any recommendations for future episodes, just send me a DM on Instagram. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And I hope that you are keeping well. Bye.